Welcome to Well Articulated. special guest actually here today um some of you if you went to uic will know who this is he just graduated it yeah. is carlos solano mm-hmm. and uh he just like i said he just graduated he's one of the very few people that are going to have graduated while the pandemic was going on uh and so we kind of just want to know a what your story is because you're from the dominican to start out with i like if like if i remember properly and then uh you also just like i said just got a job outside of the school right out and during the pandemic and everything so go ahead and tell me a little bit about uh how that process has gone as well as just like why you got into dentistry to begin with hello good afternoon everybody my name is carlos solano uh to the guys who knows me uh and need me at uic uh say a big hug, send a big hug to everybody, a big hello, and to tell everybody that I really miss everything around school. And we miss you too, Carlos. The one we talked and our, you know, we had a lot of fun together and patient management wise, we had a lot of fun with our patients and we talked a lot of music too. And me and uh, Carlos, uh, Dr. Solano, we had a great time in clinic. So it wasn't just with the patients, we built a, a good relationship too. That's why I wanted to include him on this podcast. So I'm really interested to hear his story from uh, the Dominican all the way through dental school and where he's at now. So thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank Jump you for inviting it. me. I'm Yes. yes, it was a blast. So I come from the Dominican Republic. Um, over there, the health system in the Dominican Republic has a third world country. is very poor. So I had the luck that my dad used to work with a lot of doctors. He used to work in an American company. The name is Bristol Myers. Oh, yeah. Um, with them. So my dad had a, like a very high, I don't know, job position, I can I say. It's like I was like a kind of a president in the of the region. So I had all these doctors all the time at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was about to graduate from high school, I had this opportunity to go uh, like into a rotation uh, in a public uh, health clinic to see dentistry work because I was undecided. Uh, about that time if I'm gonna go to medical or I'm gonna go to dentistry and why I wanted to go there as I say I had experience with my dad like uh, observing everything about helping people and uh, such at a young age my dad says okay this is what these doctors do they're trying to get I know to improve the system to help people sadly we don't have all the tools or all the I don't know how can how can I explain that but uh, it was like uh, those doctors was trying to improve the health system of the Dominican Republic and help those people. And I, that message, believe it or not, it was with me. So I wanted to do the same. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to help people. I wanted to be part of what I was observing around, around me all my life. But I wasn't decided, dentistry or medical. And uh, when I did that rotation and I observed the close relationship between doctor and patient, uh, the different the different uh, kind of procedures, uh, procedures such as such as only as a cleaning that you can I don't know catch up with the patient, help him with that, uh, to another extreme like uh, pain that you can 
right away to try to help the quality of life of that patient. Sometimes with that big pain, uh, you know that the quality of life of that patient is not great. And uh, the opportunity to you make a difference of that patient by doing anything that you can do for them to improve the quality of life is something that was with me. So after that rotation that I did like around a month and a half, uh, I decided like I wanted to go to dentistry and thank God I feel it was the right decision because I really like everything about dentistry. I really like how to help people. I really like the difference of the, it's like an art. It's like you put something of everything together to make a work to the patient. Like, I don't know, like uh, the beauty, the skills, the the foundation. I, I don't know. I like all, all that. And uh Thank God I had an opportunity to to go that very and good thing to school. that's what I noticed with you. Uh, sorry I cut you off there, but you have the heart. You have the passion. And for me as an instructor, you can see that with certain people that really get into it, that enjoy, you know, working with the patients, being with people, and doing the next right thing. You were the type that were there. You, you did things for people. And I knew that you were going to be a wonderful clinician when you got out because just your experience through you know what I just learned and what I saw in dental school, you're a people person. And that really helps a lot. And you had hand skills, you got a good personality, you love the music, you know, you just, <laughs> you, you treat people well. And I was blessed to teach you, you know. I, I didn't have enough time with you, you know, I would love the extra couple uh, months, but COVID got in our way with it. But um, I wanna hear more about the experience because when you went to uh, Dominican, when you went to dental school in Dominican, uh, you said there was no preclinical work. Did they just that, basically? That's right, and that's one of the, the things that I like most about I won't say UIC because I guess every dental school here in the United States is that way. Okay. But uh, it was funny in the Dominican Republic, you don't have preclinical. What you do is you have you take courses, okay, classes like lectures, and uh, by the by the third semester uh, or the second semester, I don't remember very well, but the second third semester you are right into into clinics. And what you do, my first preparation ever, it wasn't a patient, it wasn't in a mannequin. So I remember as yesterday, um, you start the first year, you start just uh, seeing kids only. Mm -hmm. So I remember as yesterday, my first preparation, uh, I went to my instructor. I say, hey, doc, I, don't, I never have touched a handpiece. Never. A high speed. What am I going to do? And I remember she told me, do you study? Do you say like that? Like you need a fulcrum and like a, like a, a finger support, those kind of things. Yes, doctor, I know that, but I haven't done anything yet. Never. So you're ready. Go. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to be observing you. And I remember I was shaking. Mm -hmm. I was shaking like crazy. And uh, of course, she helped me out. She sit with me. Okay, you do it like this or like that. But really, the practice that I, my preclinical actually was patience. Wow. Patient, patient, patient. And that's one of the things that helped me out to get in into a university in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I spent two years in the University of Sao Paulo. And one of the things, one of the instructors what told me is that every time, a uh, student from that university applies, almost always we take it because we, we know that you guys have experience and hand skill because I know you've seen patients just right away, right away. Interesting. And uh, what are the disadvantages of that? That sometimes you don't develop like that skill, like that, I don't know how can I say, that perfection sometimes here in dental school with that criteria sheet that you have to be one millimeter here and this over here and this S-curve, it needs to be perfect. 
for me, my experience in the industry school was learning that all over again. Learning noise, learning for the first time. Because over there, you do the preparation, it's done, okay, okay, fill it up, that's it. Right. Over here, it was like uh, you did really, really develop that that pulse, that hand skill. Mm -hmm. You don't if you go if it's one millimeter but you went to one point two, oh this is clinical acceptable. This is not perfect anymore. Yeah. So well, it wasn't perfect when I got my hands on you. He was. Well, it was your posture, right? <laughs> your posture. That's. I told you earlier today. I was telling Dr. Caraba that every time <laughs> that I feel that my posture is not is not like in the way it should be, his little voice was in the back of my head. <laughs> posture, <laughs> posture. <laughs> I said, okay, Dr. Caraba, I'm doing it right this time. Elbow in, elbow down. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's hilarious too because I the other day you actually complimented me on my posture, which was really that doesn't nice. come too it often. It doesn't come very often. I always, it's been it's been improving. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, but I was like a police officer for that. He gave you a ticket for that. <laughs> it's funny because we actually brought that up like what four or five times just on this podcast yeah. about the posture. But is it true? It was it's like true. I giving you a it's ticket. Huge. Yeah, but sometimes I'll, I just appear too. Yeah, ninja skills. I walk up and I just stand <laughs> and watch. <laughs> You get 15, 20 seconds, then you'll hear it. And you can hide, he's going to find you. It doesn't matter. You're in paid your chair or whatever, he'll find you. That's true. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, bouncing off of that, though, uh, so you've now gone to, you went to Brazil then, too, for school. I, I went didn't to realize Brazil. that. Uh, how was that experience as well? Brazil was good uh, in the way that, okay, you expand your experience a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, you learn about other cultures a little bit more. Uh, you learn about, I went to do some courses from in Prosto, so you learn this a little bit more. The sad thing about that is that it wasn't that much of practice. Okay. Uh, again, uh, I did one case of crown, one case of bridge, one case of RPD, one case of complete denture, one case with post. It's not like something that you, you're going to go and you're going to live with an ample experience. Like, uh, okay, now I, can, I know I can very sure that I can do any case. It doesn't happen like that, but you learn a lot. Uh, that school in Brazil is uh, is very high regard, like it's very important around the world. I know I knew that from before. Uh, the professor who gave me lectures over there uh, was the professor who who wrote the book that we studied back at home in Dominican Republic. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was nice. But uh, yes, you always you never stop learning so it doesn't matter that you graduate from 20 dental school you're always going to learn something and you're going to always want to be better and that's the good thing about being in dominican republic brazil not here in the united states absolutely i want to add to that too because um it took me a while to get the concept of practicing i think i mentioned this before but practicing dentistry I learned something every day, and um, I took that into my, my personal life, too, because I learned that I can learn something every day, and, you know, that's the essence of life for me. Um, dentistry showed me that, because I always wondered, what the heck's practicing dentistry? I'm practicing? No, I'm skilled at this. Why are we calling it practicing? Because you grow, you mature, you learn more skill sets, you are more efficient, you're more productive. So that's pretty important to me, you know, so I just want to add on to that. No, absolutely. And then, so after Brazil then, you came straight to the United States for school or did you go back to the No, Dominican? I went back because I, when I went to Brazil, my plan was like, okay, I'm going to graduate from this dental school and then I'm going to stay here in Dominican Republic and I'm going to, like what, what we say in Dominican, break arms, like uh, work very hard, mm -hmm. you know. 
But then, you know, my country, as beautiful as everybody knows it is, and every time they say I'm from DR, everybody then come to me, hey, I went here, this is beautiful, whatever. But the reality is that it's a third developed country, it's a poor country. So mm -hmm. once you go to Brazil, I notice a lot in American country too, and I know it's, I have their problems, but it's way advanced than Dominican Republic. So when you go to Brazil and then you go back here to the reality, you want something more. So I remember I had that conversation with my parents, my parents. My dad didn't understand at the beginning. Now he understands. My mom says, hey, whatever makes you happy, whatever you think is better for you, go. If you don't like it, you know that you have your house over here, you go. So I went to New York and then I started to study for my dental board. Mm -hmm. And I had the luck that one of my former classmates from Dominican Republic was working in a dental office in New York. And she recommended me to which be, which became my bosses after. And they took me in and uh, I ended being their main assistant over there. And uh, one of the, they both, they're like, they are two bosses. They are like partners. Mm -hmm. They used to be classmates in NYU. Okay. And they both gave me very good uh, recommendation letter to go to UIC. The guys say hey, that you are ready, Carlos, go there, be yourself, don't worry about. And you always, you're always going to have my the doors open over here. You're going to be from assistant, from doctor over here. Can you believe it? <laughs> and I was, it was exciting. I spent over there around not six years, five years, uh, studying for my boards and at the mm -hmm. same time working because uh, you always need to pay bills and stuff. So that those years of being in a dental assistant helped me a lot too because there is a lot of difference also between dentistry in the United States and dentistry in, in Dominican Republic. Um, so you learn some of some new, I don't know, concepts, mm -hmm. uh, new, uh, treatment plan options, you know, those kind of things. Uh, they were very nice that every time there's something different that they feel that is different of what I know, they say, okay, Carlos, we're going to do this because of this or that. So they trust me a lot and they teach me a lot. And, uh, that experience as a dental assistant, I feel it helped me. Uh, in my transition to be a dental student again here in the United States. So I went there, I spent five years over there, I passed my boards, I applied to UIC, thank God they took me in right away, and then I started my journey in 2018, in January. In which clinic? In Bach. With Bach. the Dunlap? The best, the best oh. clinic without the Dunlap. <laughs> I heard Sam's like the number one student in Bach. I, I don't know. Let, Self-proclaimed. Oh, Self -proclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. We need to ask Dr. Dunlap if that's true. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're so lucky you came to Bach, though. It's just yeah. It's been a pleasure. You've been great, you know, and the journey. You know, we still have a journey ahead of us, too. So, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have a, a good good life in dentistry. So, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, uh, I was just going to say, kind of branching off of that, too, it was always nice when when you were still at school, uh, just the positive attitude that you always had and, like, the energy that you gave to everybody. Uh, it was always nice to see you around, and you were, you were a killer student, man. Like, you were just, like... <laughs> destroying everything you were awesome like <laughs> yeah. in a good way destroying everything i really appreciate way. that and yeah. let me tell you something i was the lucky one uh i know every clinic have their their stuff and maybe a student from i don't know gershwin or from i don't know uh brahms or whatever they will say that that's the best clinic but that really really back is the best clinic and uh 
I was telling Dr. Garaba earlier today uh, how nice it was to go to school. It wasn't like, okay, I'm not gonna, oh, I'm gonna go to the school now, <laughs> whatever. It's like such a good environment. No, absolutely. Uh, listen, uh, you go there, you joke with everybody, you see your patient at the same time, you, you're my classmates, like you, Jordan, and uh, everybody's over there made the life of everybody like a family. It's mm-hmm. like, a, totally. it wasn't like work. It was like, uh, okay, I'm gonna see my family. We're gonna spend a little bit of time. I'm gonna hear Dr. Caraba say about posture, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a good environment and I really miss that. And uh, I wanted to say something that Dr. Dumblatt says. I remember that he once told me, uh, Carlos, enjoy this because once you graduate, you miss all this, you see. You miss, your, li- your life is gonna change. And this uh, environment that you feel that you have over here is, is gonna be gone. Enjoy it. Sadly for me and my classmate, it ended in a very unexpected way. And we all miss that. We all miss that environment. That was uh, tough on us, all of us. You know, that, that few months, you know, we, we were on routine. We were so consistent with everything. And then when I came back as an instructor and we had the new classes come through, you know, just, just missing you guys, just saying goodbye. You know, graduation was thrown off a bit too, but this has been the weird year, you know. So the the COVID bit into that a bit, but yep. you know, hopefully these podcasts we could reunite some stuff, and you know, anyone that you know graduated and want to learn a bit more, we're going to be sharing a lot of stuff. So you know, hopefully we could help some of the students that got out early too. So yeah, no, absolutely. I I remember texting a lot of people because you know we were at, like. I remember it was probably like the second week after our spring break because we kind of just shut down during spring break. Correct. And so it was the second week. They gave us an extra week. Right, exactly. And it was the second week after that. And at that point, I had texted um, because we have a group chat for all the now fourth years in the Bach clinic. And I was like, guys, I don't like I feel like I'm really sad right now because I don't think that we're going to be able to work with the like go back and see the d4s or the as4s and stuff and everybody was like no it's fine it's fine we'll see them eventually and then we got that email that you know we weren't going to come back until summer and we at that point i had to just send a bunch of texts and say hey uh, it was awesome being with you guys during clinic and like i'm gonna miss you kind of thing so i think we all felt that void there was like that huge void it was just there and it's like you know we didn't get the appreciation of the years being with each other and the sayonaras and the (laughs) hugs and the fist bumps and the elbow pops and you know that that means a lot to us you know we we spent a lot of time together and you know it was just part of the year 2020 has been a challenging year you know it was it was very sad and um, now that i recall my good good friend my brother roberto uh, yeah, Roberto. You remember yeah. him, right? Yeah. Uh, if you hear this, he's going to laugh because uh, I remember that conversation yesterday we were speaking and uh, he told me, hey, Carlito, I don't think I see myself wrapping a chair again. I think I wrapped my chair like the plastic that we put in a chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I did that for the last time. I don't think we're coming back. And I was like, uh, no, we don't, we don't know. Let's see. Maybe, yes, maybe we can go for two, three weeks or whatever. Say, I wish, I hope. You're right, mm-hmm. but I don't see myself doing that. And he was right. We never came back. Mm-hmm. And then when we came back, it was so sad because it was so empty. So mm-hmm. we we went to clear our lockers, but they gave us a schedule. So everybody, it was, it was like two or three at mm-hmm. the same time. And it was so mm-hmm. sad, so empty. 
so empty. Uh, I think so many people went through that too. It's just in so many professions and organizations, and you know, it was just such a slump for people, you know. And we had such a good thing that we have, you know. Unfortunately, we built our relationships. And look at this you get it out of dental school, and we're still hanging out of it. Yeah, that's know? right. Mi amigo. Mi hermano. Yes. What yeah. else we got, Jordan? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, we just, doing time? we're doing pretty good on time. Okay. Uh, I definitely wanted to talk before we ended the podcast about um, your transition from the dental school into an actual job as well, because I know that you said when we were talking before that you actually have a job and everything, and kind of how that transition went, um, especially this year being as odd as, like, as, odd as it is. Um, I just kind of wanted to see how your experience was with that as well. So if you want to tell us a little bit about that. Of course. Uh, I don't I don't know if it, the experience of everybody is the same, but uh, to talk about myself, that is the questions. Uh, it's been kind of weird. Uh, first, uh, you feel it's, it's going to sound weird, but it's you feel that you need to learn more. You, you never feel like ready. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, when I started my dental my dental job, uh, it was in July, and uh, oh, yeah, I know how to prep, I know how to remove a carries, and how to put a filling or whatever, or I think I know. <laughs> right? No, don't do that. Don't but uh, the transition is not is not that smooth because you always uh, it's not the same to to explain this way. It's not the same to have like an instructor. Uh, behind your back mm -hmm. that when you have doubts you go hey Doug you know what uh, I did this I did that what do you think about this and your structure is gonna always have more experience than you it's gonna give you the best advice I think you should do this or I, or I think it's good in the way it is or whatever but you are by yourself now so you are the one making the calls uh, you should do this is good enough or what kind of treatment this patient needs and uh, in my case um, I wish I had the opportunity to have like a like a mentor where I'm working, right? Yeah. But I don't have a mentor where I where I work. I just have a colleague. Uh, of course, uh, if any doubt, I go with him, and uh, he always might tell me something. But <laughs> but uh, the transition, I think, it takes time. You to feel comfortable about what you're doing, comfortable about your speed, about your skills, about your decision making. Uh, and believe it or not, I believe this extra month that we lost, I think uh, it it was important in the way that I, I think I feel I need it. Yeah. I feel like, uh, okay, we graduate, but I think those extra months will make a difference. Yeah. Uh, in the way that, I don't know, that have more training. I, I, I don't well, know if no, I'm, yeah. I don't know if, if I'm saying something that is not right or whatever, but I, I think... Uh, Living just like that, uh, I don't know. It's, well, uh, it's kind of weird. And you probably still had questions that you wanted to like clarify of like all the time. And like even before, you probably weren't thinking, okay, well, what do I do when I'm out of here in this circumstance when I have doubts or anything? So I think that if you are able to talk to a faculty before you left for that last month, and it's like, all right, this happens. This scenario happens when I'm outside. What should I do? Like there are a lot of questions that you can actually kind of get a little bit of guidance even before you left and you probably weren't thinking so much of that because you were like hey we still have like one two months left that's when i'm going to ask all these questions 
So correct. even that, at that, correct. There's... That is exactly what I mean. And that a diploma doesn't make you like, okay, now I know everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't have doubts. That's exactly what I what I meant with that. A couple of weeks is not gonna make you your skills to be okay. If if I take three more weeks or two more months, okay, my skills are gonna improve like twenty percent. But those kind of things, uh, I think, is important. And uh, as I say, the diploma doesn't make you, oh, okay, I have the diploma. Now I know everything. Now I don't have doubt. Now I have a doctor. Now I am a doctor. Okay, you are a doctor, but uh, you still have a lot of doubts, my friend. And uh, dentistry have this, no everything is the same. So mm-hmm. a class two that you do in a patient, it might be way different in another patient because of the anatomy or the caries or whatever. And uh, a case that work for one patient might not work for another patient. And those kind of things, uh, I don't know. Uh, it comes with, with experience, mm-hmm. of course. But at the same time, the, transi- the transition and experience comes with time. And so that's what I think I need. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you asked me, too. Was, um, that was a great question you asked me earlier about you know my transition. When I got out of dental school, I was pretty fortunate because my dad was a dentist. But everyone has a different journey when you get out of dental school. So um, fortunately, you find the right path for it. Um, I got out, and basically, you know, I had an in-house GPR, and I was very fortunate that way, but I was, you know, I was intrepid. I was a little concerned. I was out getting in the real world. You know, I had the cover of the dental school. I had a lot of instructors being able to walk me through the processes. I was very fortunate that my dad was there, so he did help me with a lot of stuff, but I could just imagine, you know, some people just getting out in the real world and, you know, just kind of learning as you go. I learned as I go. I did a lot of dental treatment out there. I was very fortunate um, that the patients were there. Um, The first year, they didn't want to see me at all uh, because they were used to my father. And he had a lot of experience. Of course, they want to see the older guy. And then it turned out, you know, a year or two after that, then they started gravitating to me uh, because my skill sets and, you know, they noticed how I treated people. So it wasn't easy that first year because they wanted to see my dad. And this kid, I just got out of school, you know, what does he know? But little did they know that I had a lot of advanced techniques that my dad didn't learn. And when he graduated back in the late 60s, you know, their uh, knowledge, their education was a lot different than when I graduated in the 60s, or in the, like, <laughs> when I graduated in the 90s. Um, but 60. now you guys, you know, I thought before I said we were in the golden age in the 90s. Yeah. But you have the platinum age with the 3D technology, with the CAD cams and all this digital technology. It's unbelievable, but it's costly for some things, too. So it's very hard to get out of a, a dental school and then make your own practice because you guys got this huge debt. And that's something we will be covering in the future. We know you have a huge debt load. How do you take care of it, especially COVID year? Absolutely. Crazy, crazy. Cool. Well, hey, Carlos, thank you so much for you are the uh, man, yeah, Carlos. Thanks for, for hanging out with us. us. It's been really awesome hearing your story. Yes. I, I haven't gotten to talk to you much uh, since graduation <laughs> and everything, so it's it was really pleasure. good to see it. Yeah, it's been pleasure. awesome. So yeah. thank you so much. Do you have anything else to add before we call it off? Uh, thank you for having me here. I was uh, such a big pleasure. Um, I haven't seen you, uh, Dr. Carava, since March, since uh, they sent us home. So it was, it's been a blast to yes. see you both. And I uh, just wanted to say to my classmates, uh, send in my big hellos. I, I hope everybody is doing great. I know it's difficult times, but I know uh, that everybody is doing great. I know they're going to be great. And uh, it's been a blast. It was a blast to be part of the group that I was part of. So just a big hello for everybody. Thank cool. you. Awesome. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks for your time, buddy. All right. Yes. Everybody, uh, we're going to... 
call it off now and uh thank you so much for listening uh keep on listening to our podcast if you like it we really appreciate all the support that we've been getting with this podcast so have a great day everybody thank you be blessed and uh take care of each other have a good day Hey everybody, Dr. Crowder here, a.k.a. The Beast. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to follow and subscribe. And of course, listen to us every Sunday when we have new releases. Thank you so much for being with us. And remember, brush your teeth, floss those teeth, and drink water after the sweets. Right, Jordan? Absolutely. Why, thank you, sir. Our podcast, while articulated, is a creation developed by professionals, dentists, and student dentists which is an opinionated-based podcast for those interested in dental and general health issues with storytelling and fun facts in between. This disclaimer covers the following entities, Chicago Dental Society, Illinois State Dental Society, University of Illinois Chicago, Midwestern University, and American Student Dental Association.